right, Rain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an unfair resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right, he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome back. Once again, this is the incredible I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here with my man, 100 years. Charlie Chase, baby. Ah, uh, Charlie. Yo, your voice cracked there. You, it, you had late night? Huh? Your voice cracked on the intro. Yes, after a very successful dr- draft night. <laughs> very successful draft night. Well, uh, well, successful is relative, right, Flex? No, 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 no. It was successful. For our draft night, for our Better Fantasy Bureau League, we'll get into that in a little bit, but it was yeah, also yeah. it was also a bushy night. Bushy. Bushy. Brews and sushi? Booze and sushi. Oh, booze and sushi. Brews. What are you, what are you nah. getting, eating sushi, beating the crap out of each other like a fight club? Brews and sushi? Like brewskis, bro. Oh, bruise. Oh, I thought you meant like bruising up. Like, I'm not going to nah. beat my wife and eat sushi, nah, bro. Nah, that'd, that'd be a little weird. Extremely weird. It's like, that when you get sushi, you get all antsy and a pantsy. And yeah. It's a little, <laughs> what? Threw me off there. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, um, long night, long day. Uh, you know, be, uh, we got, we got a lot going on today, and here we got this show, but the, the draft season is here. It yeah. is here. This is the big draft weekend. Big draft weekend this weekend. Huge. How many, how many you got, too? I got one today. I got one I got one tomorrow, and I got another one Wednesday. Yeah, me too. I got one tomorrow, and then one on Wednesday. You got one tomorrow? For which league tomorrow? Yeah. Just a, a, a league I'm doing with one of my boys from Florida. It's online, but um, yeah, he asked me kind of last minute to be in it. Online draft. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I. I'm not a fan of the online drafts. I'm not. Um, it, Me neither. But sometimes it's necessary. You know what I mean? Like it's. Um, it's hard to get twelve people to agree on a date and. Yeah. No. Know. Don't get me wrong. It's not easy, but it's just much more satisfying, much more rewarding. It's. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more engaging. A lot more. Enti- Honestly, draft day should be fun. Draft day should be exciting. Draft day should be. A par- I'm throwing a huge party at my house. Big barbecue. Got the band around. Getting the DJ music out. I'm going all. Out this Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You're not invited, but yeah. it's like <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> nah, you're invited, of course, Charlie. You're more, of course, you're invited. But um, but yeah, man, for the Sunday Funday F Monday lead, this you know going, we had the draft Sunday. We're excited about it, throwing a big Labor Day barbecue. But online drafts, like yesterday, was the perfect example of why I don't like online. One big reason why I don't like online drafts. Yeah. Because uh, technology is something. <sighs> sometimes uh, technology can go wrong. And but- we, we had this discussion before about Yahoo and. ESPN yeah. and I've always said I like ESPN better, and yesterday just made it more reasons of why I like ESPN better. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I've I've used Yahoo for for years now. I've I don't. Never, you, I've never encountered that problem. The only reason that we stayed with Yahoo is because I know you like Yahoo. That's yeah. the only reason we decided to have our official BFB, our Better Fantasy Bureau draft on Yahoo is because I know you like Yahoo, and I let you you know not let you, but I agreed to have you have the platform that you wanted. Right. I want ESPN more. And I think after what happened to us last night, we should go next year to ESPN because that was ridiculous. So what happened was, for you guys that don't know and you guys that are not in the league, and I want to shout out everybody in the league, and we'll get into that a little bit. We'll talk more about it. But I had already picked the draft order before. The way I picked the draft order in this one was uh, my one of my very, very good friends, one of my closest friends, Rich San Pedro. He had his eight-month-old son, Leo, 
King Leo come and help pick our draft order. So what we did is we had one of those really uh, spin the wheel kind of things. You know, like like in a carnival, you spin the wheel and goes yeah, around. Yeah. I've seen it on the video. Yeah, yeah, in the video. So And then um, we would spin the wheel, and it had some uh, all our team, you know, the, the 12 people in our league had their names on it. And then if it landed on somebody, so if it landed on you, Charlie, then I had a, since he's eight months old, a little kid, adorable little kid, and he's such a cute kid, he, uh, we, we put little rubber duckies inside waters, and uh, he would just pick up a rubber duck, and then it had a number on the bottom of it, and that would be your pick. So like for you, Charlie, when it landed on you, he picked up a rubber ducky, and the bottom, it had the ninth pick, which was supposed to be for you. It picked me for the 10th pick, it gave Rich the fifth pick, and all this and that, and it went along. It was, it was really, really cute watching him do it, because he's not paying attention, he's just splashing around the water, and... Reaching for rubber duckies. It was a cute way of doing it. It really was. And then way better than picking name of the hats. <laughs> then I went yesterday. I put everybody's name and put everybody's name in. No, everybody's name, everybody's name in. I put all the draft order the way it was. An hour later, for some reason, it says there on the bottom, it says Commissioner Flex hit list changed it from custom to random. I didn't do that. Mm. Why would I do that? And then it, when, it, when it came to draft time, and ended up just being randomly picked, everything. I couldn't speak to anybody. It wouldn't let me stop the draft. It wouldn't let me reset the draft. It wouldn't let me do anything. I got on the phone with somebody from Yahoo who was extremely, extremely rude, was saying stuff like, you know, like, you didn't call us, you didn't call us. I'm like, dude, why you ask me so many questions? Like, like, repeatedly asked me the same questions. It's like, sir, it's my job. What, you got a problem with me asking you questions? I'm like, yo, you said somebody else. It's like fighting words. Like, you ready to, you know, step up with somebody? I'm not going to be with somebody over the phone, but you know what right. I mean. Anyways. Well, they're, they're probably getting that phone call like a hundred times a day this but time of year. It, you know it, what I mean? It, but yeah, I, I but get it. I get you what you're saying. Customer you, service. Yeah, you don't service. you don't react like like, sir, it's my job. You got a problem? Like that right. was his legit reaction to me. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, who are you talking to? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna fight the guy on the phone. But for that to be your job and to talk to me that way was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and then uh, so all of uh, Leo's hard work was for nothing. Pretty much, yeah. It's funny because his father, Rich, got the fifth pick, and it didn't affect him at all. He still ended up with the fifth yeah, pick randomly. With the fifth. I mean, look, I'm not mad. Sorry, Leo, but uh, I'm I'm not mad at um you know getting bumped up to six. Yeah, you went from nine to six. First of all, let me just shout out everybody that's in our league. So we we'll shout out going down the line. So Charlie, you know you were in the league, of course. Obviously, you and I. Then shout out to Lisa. Shout out to John Riley. Shout out to Rich San Pedro, but he was drafted by his brother Ryan San Pedro. Shout out to your brother Joe. Um, Alex Marchetti was a guest of our show. My boy Mudu, he's also part of the league. Stos, uh, our good friend who came on the show, also Butch is part of the league. My boy Kento's part of the league. My boy Ryan Patton's part of the league. And then my cousin Daniel's part of the league. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so those are the players that we have in our show. Solid draft. It was, it was. What do you think about your draft? Go ahead, talk about your draft a little bit, Charlie. So, I ended up with the uh, six pick. And to my surprise, who was there at six? But uh, my man Tony Totap, Antonio Brown at six. So I was ecstatic to get him at six. I was kind of surprised that, you know, number five, RSP is is who? My boy Rich. Well, his Rich. brother was drafting for him. I, you know, I thought he was going to go there, but he took Kamara, which kind of surprised me because Kamara's been dropping a little bit uh, as far as ADP goes, uh, even behind Barkley in, in a lot of drafts. But I was, I was happy to get Brown at six. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That was the biggest uh, thing to get Brown at six. I mean, I went from 10 to eight. But it's true what Kento said is that when we're doing these drafts, we're pre- you know Kento was preparing mm-hmm. for the first pick. I was preparing a tenth pick. I was doing all my mock drafts a tenth pick to right. find it out. Yeah, so, I mean, I have I have Brown fourth. You know what I mean? Like I would like I would take Brown ahead of DJ. I mean, I know I'm in the minority on that, but I just you know how I feel about DJ. I just don't have faith in him. So it's for, for me to get him at six, you know, even better. Yeah, no, that's we, we had a segment before about who to take at number one. We mm-hmm. said it before. We said any of the top five guys, if yeah. you take any of them at number one, it's fine. Obviously, like, 
I think the clear number one is between Gurley and Bell, between them. And then three for me is uh, DJ, four for me is Zeke, and then five is Brown. But and if you wanted to mix and match them any right. way possible, it's completely fine in any in any way you want it to be. Yeah. So then uh, my brother took uh, Saquon Barkley at seven, and then you uh, took DeAndre Hopkins going ahead of Odell at nine. Yeah, I, I so. well, I, I have Hawkins. With my wide receivers, the way I, I have them ranked as top five, and the way I have them ranked in the top five is uh, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr. And in four and five, you kind of mix and match in the way you want it. You could either be Michael Thomas or Julio Jones. I it kind of maybe depends, but I have them both ranked. It's not like I have Julio ranked higher, but it's not like by much. You know what right. I mean? I have uh, I have Julio and then OBJ. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. And then and then yeah, so then you know went out. But what I was happy about in the second round. Was that Christian McCaffrey fell to me in the uh, in the fifth pick of the second round? Mm-hmm. Remember, I was yeah, eight uh, overall. I was eyeing him, and, and you know, I was um, I was telling my brother that I had my eye on McCaffrey, but I knew that he wasn't going to be back. He wasn't going to get back to me. Now, the only reason I personally, I mean, McCaffrey. And, I'm sorry, not not to cut you off, but, but you just did. while we're on the <laughs> subject of McCaffrey, he's going, you know, top of the first round, and and a lot of. At the end of the first round, I should say, in a lot of drafts that I've been seeing, a lot of mocks. So for you to get him, you know, fifth round, uh, fifth pick of the second round, there's a lot of lot of value there. He's shot up tremendously. Like he is shot up so much. It is crazy the way he's been shooting up. Yeah. And um, you know, he's been going a lot. Like I know my boy Boodoo had his draft, and his boy Zamps took him in the tenth overall. Mm-hmm. That's high. Which I I'm not mad at that at all. I I kind of am. It's, don't get me wrong. I, I, I just I it just depends on the format. PPR, I'm not mad at it. I just think that there's safer players at tenth than Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian McCaffrey, now Matthew Berry gave his bold prediction that Christian McCaffrey is going to be a top three running back. That's his bold prediction he gave. Mm-hmm. Now, what's more realistic is a lot of people are saying that he could be a top five running back. And I think those all in the realms of possible I don't th- I think he could be a top ten. Yeah. Maybe like well, six. That's, that's kind of where he was last year. You know, he was he was, fringe, 10. He was ten. Top 10. No, he was tenth last year. Yeah. Ten. Okay. But uh, it's just um, I I now once again to explain what I what I was saying before is that where I think there's a lot of value from there in the second round, first fifth pick in the second round. Mm. But the only reason where I was kind of iffy about grabbing him was because we decided the draft order for my Wednesday draft for my boy Marquette's league for the FYPM league. And I ended up taking the twelfth pick, and the reason I ended up taking the twelfth pick was because of the fact that I wanted to um, take like like a, I mean, and people are going to listen to this now in advance. They're probably going to know where I'm going, and that's fine, whatever. Because I had the twelfth pick, because I wanted to take two players, so two out of like five players, which is either Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey. I wanted to get two out of those five players. So if I was able to get two out of those five players, then I think I'd be in pretty good shape. So that's why I was thinking maybe I should take Christian McCaffrey here because I want to take him in the FYPM league. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but to, to get him at the uh, you know the fifth pick in the second round, that, that that's a good job right there. Uh, my second pick was uh, Keenan Allen, so I'm ex- I was ecstatic to pair him up with uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, Keenan Allen going uh, seven, two two oh seven uh, ahead of um, I'm sorry, right after Mike Evans. My brother took Mike Evans right before me, which you know what I wanted Allen anyway, so I'm happy with that. No, uh, yeah, I mean most people did pretty good for the most part throughout the whole draft. Um. So then, yeah, so we went, we went throughout that. Uh, yeah. What was another I actually, um, I would have, you know, just going back, I would have took, if I was my brother, I would have took A.J. Green ahead of Mike Evans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, but um, he, I, you know, he likes Evans. I um, would even took Keenan Allen's over Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's right. When he took, when he took um, Evans, I was happy. 
And then my my dilemma was either Green or Keenan Allen, and I just went with Allen. I, I, if I didn't take Christian McCaffrey with the fifth pick in the second round, I would have ended up taking Keenan Allen. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Who would you – Keenan Allen or uh, or A.J. Green? Keenan Allen. Yeah, me Keenan too. Keenan Allen, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um. Not for nothing, who, whose draft I also did like because I do not like the first overall pick. I don't like the first two picks. I really don't. Um, But I think my boy Johnny did a pretty good way of drafting. So he ended up with the first overall pick, and he took Todd Gurley. And then he ended up taking with his next two picks with the last pick in the second round, the first one and the third. He took Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill. That's pretty good two solid wide receivers to have to pair up with your stud yeah. of Todd Gurley. That's not a bad way to start at all. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, I don't know if I would have took Hill there, but I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at the pick. I mean, I, I see his reasoning behind it, but um, I'm not sure I would have took Hill there. You probably would have took T.Y. Hilton over. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, um, T.Y. Hilton. There was something else I would have took right T.Y. There. Hilton over Tariq Hill. You know, I would have took T.Y. Hill. Uh, I mean, T.Y. honestly, I, I'm, I'm glad that happened. I would have took, I would have took Cooper ahead of Hill. You know, and I, and I ended up getting Cooper right there at six. You take Cooper over T.Y. Hilton also? Um, Maybe not, but... That's what I'm saying. So Hilton, Cooper, then Tariq Hill. See, I think the thing with Cooper is I just think he's poised to have a big ba- bounce back year. Mm-hmm. You know, like Gruden loves him. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I just think he's going to have a big, big, big year, Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, And then what I what I took in the second, with, with the third round, I took Larry Fitzgerald. I'm very happy about that. I'm very big on Larry Fitzgerald, so I'm very happy that he went there. Larry Fitz, Mr. Consistency. <laughs> I was cracking up because uh, you don't know this, I know, but my boy Moodoo, he's a really, really big Patriots fan, huge Patriots fan. And it's funny, I always make fun of him, like, so you're a Patriots fan and you're a Yankee fan? Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? You're supposed to, like, dislike everything Boston. Yeah. That's the only reason I dislike the Patriots. I have no reason to dislike the Patriots. only reason I do is just not that I hate them personally, of course, but I just say that just because I'm a New York Yankee fan. So anything Boston, I dislike just off the bat because right, of that. Right, right, right. Here's the interesting thing about um, round three that I just but Wait, wait, just, just finish my point where oh, I was trying okay. to say. So when we, when we quickly crack up is that so when my boy Marchetti took Gronk right ahead of my boy Mudu in the second round, he took Gronk, then my boy Mudu was just like cursing him out in the league chat. Oh yeah. All and then right, later right. on, later on at the end too, he was curse he was uh cursing him out because my boy Marchetti again took the Patriots defense and he goes, Yo, who is this guy? <laughs> he like he like thought he was somebody else that he didn't know that was doing draft. That was messing with him on purpose. He was it was which was funny. It wasn't. I called my boy Marchetti, I was like, Yo, he's a huge Patriots fan, that's why you don't know that. And it was hilarious. Yeah, but, uh, go on, what were you saying? So uh the interesting thing about round three, um Aaron Rodgers First quarterback off the board. I mean, we all know he's going to be the first QB off the board, but uh, at 310, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? I, I I think it's all right. I mean, he's going there anyways. But the reason that now Lisa, she, that's her team, and the reason she told me she took him there is because she has Devontae Adams. Okay. That that I could understand. I thought it was a little early, but but I get, I get her reasoning. Kenta was going to take him there. If, yeah. if, if, so she dra- yeah. so she got him with the 10th pick in the third round, and she got him and said she was back tra- pairing him up with Devontae Adams. Right. But Kenta was going to take him with the 11th pick in the third round, he said, right, if right. she didn't take him. And that's the interesting thing, because we, we were talking about this in the pre-show meeting. Like, I really, like, everyone in Daily knows this, um, you know, that you have to be, you have to stack. You know what I mean? And it just surprises me how a lot of people in season longs don't stack. Like, you know, I with her, it makes sense. Like, she has Devontae Adams, so it does make sense to kind of reach for Rodgers a little bit. But um, I, I kind of had that mentality. I'll speak about it a little bit later on um, when I, you know, I kind of reached for Phillip Rivers a little bit, but I wanted to pair him with Keenan Allen. 
So it was interesting to see. Yeah, but see, that's exactly see that that's like I said. Kenta wanted to take him in the third round, Aaron Rodgers. He ended up not getting him, so he ended up taking Tom Brady. I guess I don't know. I, I don't know why he took Tom Brady there. I thought it was a little early for him in the fourth round, but that's what he wanted. And oh yeah, Brady in the fourth is extremely early. I don't know about extremely, but early at, too early for me. But at I mean, least, some, at well, least two rounds. Cam Newton went right after Rodgers in yeah. the first pick in the fourth round. I don't. I'm not crazy about Ryan making that pick, but you know that's what he wanted. And then Kentel ended up taking Brady, and the reason Kentel took Brady was, be, and then they, that's the reason also why then in the sixth round that Kentel took Julian Edelman to pair him up with Brady. But that's the reason also for what you're saying is that now I don't go quarterbacks early that much, but I was pretty balanced. So then my teams when I went Christian McCaffrey, then I went. No, sorry, I went to uh, DeAndre Hawkins, then Christian McCaffrey, then Larry Fitzgerald, and then in the fourth round, I took Alex Collins. I have two good running backs. I have two good wide receivers. I think in the fifth round, I took a stud quarterback in DeAndre Hopkins only because, I mean, yeah, Deshaun Watson. I'm messing up the names here. I'm sorry, reading reading and talking is not my strong point. I took Deshaun Watson in the fifth round because I could pair him up with DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, he is a stud quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Hopefully he stays healthy because he's just killing. And for him to kill with DeAndre Hopkins is just... That just could blow my team all wide open. So that's why I went there. And because I was looking at it too. I like to stack up my team. I like to stack up my bench. I like to stack up the trade bait, especially, you know, just, just build my bench for whatever reason it may be. But if I didn't take um, a guy like Deshaun Watson to pair him up with DeAndre Hopkins in the fifth round, I'm thinking, yo, if I don't take him here, who else am I going to take? I'm probably going to more likely take somebody like Deion Lewis, Emmanuel Sanders, or Greg Olson. Maybe right. even Evan Ingram. So I'm like, you know, all those guys are going to give me good value at a certain position i was like but i mean th- that quarterback position to pair up with my number one wide receiver i'm like that's just probably gonna just give me way more points in the end to it so that's why i went there right i mean to get watson on the, in the fifth round i, I mean I, I think you did a good job there i mean i'm actually surprised that um you know newton went ahead of him you know what i mean not because i mean i think newton's safer i just think that Deshaun has you know much more upside than cam does yeah no, i agree but see now this is what we're talking about in the car on the way home i know you wanted to pair him up with Keenan allen but you took Philip Rivers in the seventh. Yeah. That's high. You said I took him like ninth, tenth round. No, you didn't, yeah. Charlie. I you told you you didn't. You was, took um, him in the seventh. I, I understand now. It's coming back to me. Like there was a run of quarterbacks that went right before. And I Where? I, th- I think that's why. Like my, my brother took Gar- Garoppolo, and then the round before there was um a couple of Kirk Cousins went the round before. So it was kind of getting to that point where like the th- quarterback position was starting to thin out. Not that not that much to take Phillip Rivers. It went to yeah. Sean Watson, then the next quarterback to go after him was but look was, at, was but look Russell who, Wilson, then Kirk Cousins. Right. But that's look, it. look who's left after that though, Flex. You know what I mean? I didn't like any of the quarterbacks that were that were left. You didn't like Garoppolo. You didn't like Andrew Luck. You didn't like Carson Wentz. No, I don't like Carson Wentz. You don't I like mean, Andrew Luck. Not, not that I don't like Carson Wentz. He's just coming back off an of injury. Okay, you don't like you don't like you don't like Andrew and I Luck. I don't have I don't have any of the Eagles receivers. You don't like Andrew Luck. I like Andrew Luck. Again, there's a big question mark with him, and I don't have any Colts receivers. Not much more of a question mark anymore. You don't I, like Matt I mean, Ryan. A guy hasn't played in two years. You don't like Matt Ryan. No, I, I don't. I'm not a fan of Ryan. Seventh round, I think that was extremely. Yeah. No, no, I, I, and I admit that it was a little bit of a reach, but I don't a think lot it was of a, a reach. Um, it was maybe like a round or two early. You're telling me that Philip Rivers is going to be going eighth, ninth round in most drafts? Yeah, look at his. No, AD, he's not. Look at his ADP. I'll class. tell you what his ADP is right now. He's no way he's going like that ninth, eighth round. Yeah. So getting back to while while you look that up, I'll go back to the uh, to the fourth round. Tenth oh one, tenth round, not eighth or ninth, tenth. All right, so that's I, his ADP is in the tenth round. But again, like at that point, the highest he's ever went in 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 in, in uh, the highest he's ever he's ever went for the Rivers was eight point seven. Okay, you took him seventh. That yeah. was that's by his highest. Right, but but if you want someone, like, I hear you. You, you got to reach for him. 
that's too much of a reach, though, I feel bad. Yeah. But anyway, um, so going back to round four, so I took my first running back in round four, uh, Royce Freeman, a full round before where he's going in his average ADP. Um, I got him at 4.07. He's going at 3.06 in, in most ADPs. And the thing with him is that, you know, he's shooting up the ADP rankings. And with him, is he's had a great preseason. So the eye test tells me that he's going to be effective. I mean, look, I, now we're in a day where everything's analytics and numbers, but sometimes you got to rely on, on your eyes. You know what I mean? So he's looked great in preseason. I think that he's going to, you know, be heavily involved in the passing game as well. So I'm okay with him as my uh, as my RB1. Yeah, listen, at the end of the day, whether you're listening to us, wherever you want to listen to as far as like fantasy advisors, you want to listen to your friends, listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. Do what you think is going to be best. You gather information from anybody you can, you put it together, and you make what you feel choice. Now, who I would have took at your pick, the seventh pick in the fourth round, for your first running back, me personally, I would have took LaShawn McCoy. Now, I do not like him. I am not for him. I am not high on him. I think he's going to have a bad year. It's kind of like almost with Jordan Reed. Mm-hmm. We both like Jordan Reed, you and I, right? And yep. you ended up taking Jordan Reed with in the eighth round. And I knew you were going to. I even texted you after I took the uh, – who did I take? I took Delaney Walker in the eighth round. I said, hey, you're welcome. Take Jordan Reed because I knew you were going to take him. Right. But now Jordan Reed, like you said, history – has shown that he can't stay on the field. Now, he's had surgery to take away the bone from his foot that was giving him all those problems to remove the bone. Alex Smith always has a tight end in top 10. He's the most talented receiver in that entire team. So I think that he's going to kill. He's going to dominate the targets. I think he's uh, going to be a top five, maybe even top three tight end, to be honest with you. I think he is. Now, but history has shown that he can not, right? Now, history has shown LaShawn McCoy that he could kill. Right. History has shown that he could take over, that he could be a beast, but he's behind a terrible offensive line with no other offensive weapons. So that's why you're scared about him. And I get it, because I'm not a big fan of LaShawn McCoy this year either. But for Hatlet, now, is it impossible for him to be an RB1? Shady? No. No. So not, I, not at all. Not at all. So, but, but I think it's more likely he'll probably be like in the 15 to 20 range. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be 15 to 20 range. But with that ceiling and with that talent of LaShawn McCoy for the fourth round to go with your three run wide receivers, you have great wide receivers. You have Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, and then Amari Cooper. And then for your for the possibility of LaShawn McCoy being like the RB one that he is, that would just blow your whole team wide open. Because then look, because then look at this is in hindsight. Not for nothing. I'm not a big fan of Derrick Henry. You could have grabbed Derrick Henry then in the next round. I'm, I'm off of Derrick Henry. That's fine. But yeah. then you could have even grabbed Deion Lewis in the next round. Then you could have grabbed the next round somebody like Carlos Hyde. Right. Or the Rex Burkhead, which you did. Because then you could have had two solid like flex RB2 running backs there just in case Shady didn't do what we what he could do. Well, the thing with Shady is that, and it's funny that you bring him up because I was actually doing some research on him this morning. And, you know, look, his last three years in Buffalo, he's killed 3,300 yards, 22 touchdowns, um, and an average uh, yards per carry of 4.6. So that's right. that's legitimate production. Here's the thing with him. He just turned 30. Yeah. And, you know, we know with 30-year-old running backs what happens with that. And combined with the fact that he's in a contract year, he's trying to get another contract. You know, I, I think the Bills – you think the Bills are going to be good this year? No, but but that's the thing though. When you're in a contract year though, you play harder. Yeah, but he look, he's proven his himself already in this I, league. Still doesn't you matter. When I mean? you're in a contract year, you're gonna play harder. That's anybody. In in a sport in a sport like football, I think you have to take that with a grain of salt because you especially from the running back position, like do you you know, those extra fifty carries the last two games of the year, if they're like 
if they're four, you know, four and eleven at that point, it, does that really matter? You know what I mean? So that's the thing with him. I I I I, I hear you. I hear yeah. I hear you. I hear you. And I mean, look, you could make a case that I could have took him there, but I'm just you know, you, I'm, like, I'm happy with Freeman. Listen, you say crazy things, like like when you said that you think that Mark Ingram and Joe Mixon are going to score more than Todd Gurley and Marshawn Lynch. You're going to make a big effing bet on that, right? Yeah, but you you know you got to explain my reasoning. You're gonna, I that. thought you're going to make a big effing bet on that. Yeah, big effing bet. I don't. Doesn't matter the reasoning. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the point that you still yeah. believe that Joe Mixon. And Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram together going to score more than Todd Gurley and Marshawn Lynch. And yeah, and the now bearing that, injuries in all our big effing bets, of course, injuries of course. like will, will injury and any injury will negate the bet. Like right. I said, I'll make a big effing bet with you that to Jimmy Graham is going to be outside the top ten. Right now, if he gets injured, that doesn't make me win the bet because if he's injured for the whole year, he's outside the top ten. I don't win the bet because of that. Right. Right. Fair right. enough. Okay. Of course. But the thing with that is that I just think that Marshawn Lynch is is not going to be fantasy relevant. This that's year. fine, but that's that's how I feel. Big shout out, big shout out though to everybody that uh, that voted on that that I put that recently. If you don't follow us, once again, party people follow us on our Instagram at BFB Podcast. Follow us on our Twitter at Podcast BFB, and then you can look at all these neat polls and everything that we put up because I put up recently about the poll about um you thought oh, you were right. There was one person that voted that you were right. Right, smart guy. You. You were the only person that voted that you Listen, were right. Most geniuses are alone. Dude, on there was island. thirteen people that voted. <laughs> thirteen. You were the one. Many, I didn't even vote. How many of them are you? I didn't friend, even Blitz? I didn't even I didn't even vote. No, no. Look, people like like the like the fantasy guys and this other guy, Jimmy, who's actually your friend, voted against you. Yeah. Like it wasn't all my friends. It was just like other fantasy Again, football. Like, you know, I I just think that Marshawn Lynch is going to be, you know, he's going to be useless this year in okay. fantasy. And you, know you know think I mean? that so. by yourself. All right. So they're going on. So like I said, no, um, so uh, yeah. But I want to talk to Lashawn McCoy. Now, one big big shock to me, big shock, mm-hmm. was your brother's pick in the seventh round. So oh, and also just so you know, which I, I like that you ended up picking Rex Burkhead and uh. Adrian Peterson. I like those two picks you make. You pick up Rex Burke to yeah. in the sixth, and you picked up Adrian Peterson hold, in the ninth. Hold down the fort until Ingram gets back. I ended up that picking as my flex spot uh, is Marvin Jones Jr. for the sixth round. Now, which would I was shocked was in the seventh round, your brother, he took Kirk Cousins in the sixth. Yeah. And then Jimmy Garoppolo in the seventh? That, that I, I called him about that. That's a, a thing with, uh, you got to blame that on technology because he had it, he had Garoppolo queued up for some reason. And he ended up, you know, he, he drafted him by mistake, basically. Okay. So that. So I was kinda, like, why would that be his first bench player? Was yeah, another yeah, quarterback? Yeah, no, that wouldn't that wouldn't make any sense at all. But all that right. that was just um that was a mistake on his part. He also took Mike Evans ahead of AJ Green. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I was like, I mean, that's not crazy, but you no, know, it's to not. Take but two quarterbacks in you know in the top seven rounds is kind of nuts. Okay. But that that was and just a mistake. It's that's that, that that that's where I was like, what happened? So so blame Yahoo again because they messed us up twice already. Blame Yahoo. <sighs> Yahoo. Blame Yahoo for everything. I, I love Yahoo though. You do. I don't much anymore, man. Yeah. I mean, I, the same thing with my other league, my Sunday Funday after Monday league. Kento, one thing that he said is that he really wanted it to be Yahoo. And I told him I really wanted eight people to be in the playoffs. He wanted six. It's like, this is where we're, we're going to make 18 playoffs, but you'll make it Yahoo. Yeah. And then that's what we ended up agreeing on because we're co-commissioners in that league. Got it. Um, You know, and then there's some other things too. Um, uh, What was the other thing I was going to say here in the, in the league? Oh, it was funny. And then, uh, so Rich's brother was drafting for Rich. His brother, Ryan, drafted for my boy Rich in the eighth round. He took Marlon Mack, and then we were laughing about it. Marlon Mack. Now, I get it. He's a starter, but he's hurt. Yeah. he's hurt. And he's coming off uh, an Achilles injury, 
I think, if shoulder. I'm not mistaken. Oh, is it shoulder? Shoulder. Why did I think Achilles? I'm thinking about someone else. I don't know. Um, yeah, got? but that's uh, either way, it's still still li- you know a little bit of a reach there. Yeah, and I, I, I wrote about it. I was like, yo, Rich is going to hate you, man. He goes like, well, don't go away on vacation during draft season. <laughs> so his response was, and we texted him later because he took it like, um, who did he take late? He took Giovanni Bernard. And he was like, don't. And he's like, he's like oh, yeah, that draft was brutal. Yeah. So in round eight, um, I got I got Jordan Reed in the eighth round. Super happy with that. Now, I was nervous because you were picking ahead of me that round uh, that you were going to take him. But the minute that I saw that you took Delaney Walker, I was like, yes. Jordan Reed, thank you. It was between Jordan Reed and Delaney Walker. But yeah, I knew of course. You, but I just the only reason I, I I said this to you before. I think Jordan Reed is going to be the better player. I think, like I said, I think he's going to be a top three tight end. I mm-hmm. honestly really do. But I just think Delaney Walker is like the safer safe. choice. He's the definition of safe. Yeah. Now he's not. You know, it's it's not going to. He's not one of those players that could win you a week. You know what I mean? Right. Like he doesn't have that upside. Like Jordan Reed is that upside. Like he could have that game where he catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns. He's I mean, Delaney Walker could too. Just Jordan Reed has it more likely to right. happen. Right. Exactly. Percentages of that happening are higher. Right. Uh, you know, because Delaney Walker will average you and give you like the quick, you know, like 10, 12, 14 right, points right. a game. Of course. You know, which is what you can't yeah. ask for anything. Better and he's safe. Um, you know, in daily, he's a, he's a perfect cash game play. Like right. you know, every every week people are playing him in cash because he's just he's 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 got a safe floor. Now I went super early in the twelfth round for my kicker, but the only reason is because I saw some kickers already starting to go. Like you know, uh, like Kento took in the second round of the twelfth, he took uh, Gostakowski. Yeah. Then uh, then uh, which another really really early pick for me, which I was a little bit nervous about, was Lisa. She took Ricky Seals Jones, and I thought that was really early. I like him as a tight end, but I she could have got him way later. I feel. Then Justin Tucker went. I was like, you know what? Like I said, I have a really balanced team. I had a pretty balanced bench. I had everything there kind of already working for me. You know, I had all my starters. Um, so I took Greg DeLeg. Yeah. Because I like Greg DeLeg. Why you not? I love Greg DeLeg. But the thing is, me with kicker. DeLeg's going to give taking... me 12 points a game, baby. Yeah. I mean, in that offense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, I always take kicker last. You know what I mean? And, yeah, as you should. And as you, you know should. what? Um, this year, I actually, I was thinking about not taking a pick uh, kicker and just picking one up off a of waiver wire because I just realized that um, I, in the uh, last round, Dez was still on the board. And then your friend grabbed him. <laughs> it was funny because you know? oh, because like I said about Bushi night, we wanted to have her for a while last night. We had you know booze and sushi. And yeah. We had that last night. My wife and Kent don't Kent came over the draft at the house, and he and he already had him in his queue. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna take him because what I felt I was a little weak on my bench mm-hmm. was a uh, wide receiver. That's what I felt I was a little bit weak on my bench wise. Right. And I was like, oh, perfect. I'll take Des Bryant with the hope that he signs and I'll have a strong wide receiver on my bench. Right, right. But he already had him queued up and he took him. So I told him I was going to take his sleeper now, do tonight. You think, um, do you think it's a bad idea to draft him? No, I don't think. Late, yeah. late, late. Like, what, what no, are you? Because I'm seeing, like, on, on social media, like, on Twitter, like, people, like, that are drafting him are just getting bashed. You know what of, I mean? Well, and I, don't, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to take him at 15th, 16th pick. I think commonly. Like off the bat, as like a common expectation, yeah, it's easy to be bashing them. Yeah, for that, you know what I mean? Because like for people that don't know much, like people who don't know much, they'll they'll know Le'Veon Bell's a stud. They know Todd Gurley's a stud. Right, casual. Like right. yeah, like like casual like fans. Like you know, they know off the bat. Like like you know, like 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 for one thing that I get bashed out of it, and I look into it is like which I loved and I made this pick in the eighth round was Aaron Jones. Now we're gonna be talking a little bit more about sleepers and dart throws. Where did I take? I didn't take him eighth round. I took him in the where did I take him. Anyways, whatever. Uh, I took Aaron Jones in the 10th round. There you go. I took him in the 10th round. 
People bash me a little bit because it's like, nah, it's Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams. I think Aaron Jones is the better running back. He, he's the most talented back in that backfield. For for out of every 10 carries, at least two of those last year went for 15 or more yards. And people yeah. are like, oh, do you see what Jamal Williams did at the end? Yeah, I get it because he had the opportunity. I get it, he's probably good. But Aaron Jones only out two games. He's going to be a bench player anyways. I'm sure you have other players to play for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I just think he just had the most talented. Like the only other player... That out of average 15 or more yards out of certain attempts, because out of, out of every 10 attempts, two of them went for at least 15 or more yards. That's pretty big. If you run, you know, yeah, you yeah. run the ball. There's something you, you, something at least one game. Every game is going to run for at least 15 yards right. in every game. Right. Like the only other person who did that a little better than him, which was three times out of every 10, it was Alvin Kamara. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I just think that he's going to have the most, like, he's going to be the best running back out of there. He's going to give you, I feel, RB2 production. He's gonna when he comes back and you steady RB two points and you know or high flex type and then people bash me for that because I think the more casual players just see that Jamal Williams is a starter so they think that he's gonna be the better player but I think it's gonna be Aaron Jones so right. casual players you know it's good it's okay to bash but I think you know Des Bryant's worth taking at the end yeah no absolutely and and he's probably not gonna get signed until after week one um, there's you know there's rumors that he may go to the Patriots there's rumors that he may go to Jacksonville Cleveland's still in the mix um, I think I think he should go to New England you know I, you, they're, they're probably gonna wait till after week one so the contract's not guaranteed for the rest of the year I think any team that signs him at this point is gonna wait till after week one but I mean look to, to go and play with with Tom Brady um, I think he'll definitely have fantasy relevance, you know, if he does that. My favorite, now talk a little bit more about your Cowboys, my favorite wide receiver to take out of your Cowboys for me, and I guess we're going to... Dis- I guess, because I kind of feel like I know. Before you do, yeah. before you do, this is us transitioning into more, so like I said, this is a draft weekend, huge draft weekend for everybody, yeah. huge draft week in general. On this episode, we're going to talk about our sleepers, our late round dart throws, like who you should look to build into your bench, who you should take that chance on, who you should take that flyers on. So we're going to kind of transition into that as much as we were talking about our team. So one of my guys to talk about, which is also my favorite Dallas Cowboys take, Michael Gallup. Yeah. Oh, you wanted to guess. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to guess Gallup, but. Oh, nice. Yeah. But the, Gallup went in round uh, nine, I believe, in our in our draft. Nine, nine or ten. Eleven. No, no, no. I took Hearns. Yeah, you took Hearns. No, no, but Gallup went. Gallup 11th. went where? I'm oh, looking yeah. at it right yeah, now, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he went ahead of Hearns. Yeah, he went second. He went second by uh, Butch. Butch took him second. Yeah, I mean, look, Michael Gallup could end up being the better fantasy player here. Um, I just think that you know Hearns is going to get a majority of the targets to start the year. But I mean, look, Gallup at at, at round eleven, that's a great pick. I got I got to say this just to get it, my boy Butch and our good friend Butch, and I texted him about it. Butch, shout out to Butch. When he took James White in the tenth round, <laughs> I wrote to him. I was like, "Reach! What are you doing?" I I, think, I forgot what he says. Like, yeah, I fumbled on that one. <laughs> That's yeah, what he yeah. said back to me. Yeah, because I mean that whole backfield's a mess, man. Like you really don't know what's going on. I mean, look, I I took Burkhead. I like Burkhead the best, right? But I don't I don't feel great no. about it. You no, know no, 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 no. I don't feel I I I think if you go by it in a non Bill Belichick way, right? I would feel great about Burkhead. Right. If it wasn't Bill Belichick running that, but you know what, Bill Belichick, he just plays so many games. Yeah, so you never know what to expect from anybody. You know, when with, with Bill Belichick, so I was like, yeah, I mean, even last year, and last year they had you know Deion Lewis and Legarrette Blunt, mm-hmm. but every week it was a guessing game as to who was going to be the productive. And James, back. you know, James White's going to be James the pass White. catcher, and then you right. know, and with so whatever, it's just like I said, with with him, it's just you don't know what to expect too much, right? Um, 
but like I said, the only one thing I didn't like too much with my team is I'm a little bit, I guess, um, weak and bench on my wide receiver. Now my three wide receivers to start off, my two main wide receivers, and then my flex is DeAndre Hopkins, Life is Gel, Marvin Jones. I think they're all solid. But then my bench, it's it's okay, it's not bad. My only two wide, I only have two wide receivers, three. Sorry, Pierre Garcon, Anthony Miller, and Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. That's Cole, okay, Cole yeah, yeah. Cool. but I like my I like my running backs on my bench. Yeah. I love my bench running backs. I got Carrion Johnson, Aaron Jones, and Isaiah Crowell. Mm-hmm. I I love those as bench running backs. You like um you like Crowell ahead of Bilal Powell? Well, he's a starter. No, I know, but I just think that look, it, it, that's going to be a running back by committee that backfield. I don't know too much about committee. I don't yeah. think Thomas Rolls is really going to be much involved in it. Mm-hmm. And I think um you know Bilal Powell is going to be more involved in the passing. Game, no, he's for we, sure. we know that we know he's going to be involved in the pass catching game, yeah. but he's not going to be the the guy getting the most of the work. The guy who's going to get most of the work is Isaiah Crowell, and it's it's. On an offense is going to be so so to 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 you know that's the thing you know playing from behind. I mean, I think the I think the Jets are going to be better. Um, you know, that's going to make my cousin and my brother happy that I said that. Uh, but I still think that they're going to be playing from behind a lot, and you know that game script favors Powell for sure. No, I get it. Um, to talk more, so you know what, you go first about it. Give me give me more of like a late. Give, let's let's talk about them some more. A little bit more of a late round dart throws, late round flyers, late round sleepers, people who you feel should be taking a chance on. Um, I mean, look, someone that you have, I mean, look, we just spoke about it, but a late round pick that you should take a a chance on and people may call me a homer, but uh, either Alan Hearns or Michael Gallup because they're going in the 11th round and one of them is going to emerge as you know, a WR1 in that offense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not not a WR1 in fantasy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm Someone's got to be the lead receiver. That's why you said in that offense. Yeah. So I think that, you know, based on targets, um, one of them is going to – so, you know, getting them at 11, I think that's a, that's a lot of value you get in there. One guy I think you should take late, 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 and especially, especially if you're in a keeper league. Because that's when people want to think about who should t- start taking in keepers. Now, I know, like, for depends on what league you're in. Like, I know one league, I know the league, like, I have a draft today, the keeper league starts at eight. Mm-hmm. But your keeper goes as a six-round pick for you. So this might not be the recommended sleep, you know, keeper you want to look at to take. But, like, I know another league, like, it starts at six, the keeper leagues. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, seventh. <coughs> Excuse me. It starts at seventh, and then uh, it's whatever pick you took him at. So even if you pick up somebody off the waiver wire, he'll be your last pick. I think somebody should take late, 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 not for nothing. Sam Darnold, he's a starter. Yeah, he he was announced to start. Remember, I, I said it on this podcast. I'm like, uh, you know, and I, I told you, and I told you that he might be, but he shouldn't be. Right, but he might be. But listen, if you're taking him with like your last pick, you take Sam Darnold. Right. Let's say I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but to take just your last pick chance on Sam Darnold on an offense, let's say he kills. Let's say he's just amazing. He's like mm-hmm. the next to Sean Watson. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. And he puts up all those numbers, then boom, you have a quarterback already done. Then yeah. next year, that's your pick. And if and if you're in a keeper league, depending on how the rules are, like in my boy Moodle's league, if you if I took him last round or eleventh round or what, no, last round sixteenth, let's say I took him like fourteenth round, he's my fourteenth round pick next year. Yeah. Sam Donald, and then he ends up being like a top three quarterback, and he ends up killing like. Yeah, and he's going undrafted in a lot of these. He didn't go yeah, drafted last he did, year. He didn't last go drafted night. last night. I mean, look, he he's the real deal. Like I'm, I'm, I really like Sam Darnold. That's the only reason I didn't take Sam Darnold. I did not take him in our draft last night. I took Alex Smith. He was yeah. still available. I like him really late. I, th- I think Alex Smith's going to be a great QB to be honest with you, for, for fantasy wise and on the field. And I just, uh, 
I didn't take Sandal because we don't have a keeper league. Right. That's why I didn't take him. But yeah. like, no, in, in redraft, I don't think he ma- it makes sense for him to. Draft. Well, no, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I have but, a keeper league yeah, coming a keeper up today. League, I totally see it. I totally understand your. Point. I think even a redraft. Yeah. Why not? Like I said, like last year, I took Carson Wentz with my last pick. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, as as a streamer, you know what I mean, in in the right matchup, yeah. I mean, I, like I, don't I said, have a problem I with took it. Carson Wentz with my last pick. Right. He was the second overall quarterback. Yeah. I took him with my last pick. Right, and nobody right. thought he was going to be that good. He was going undrafted in a lot of leagues. Yeah. No, look, I, I, I've said it before. I, I like Donald. I think the Jets finally got it right. I think he's going to be the – when you look back at this draft class, he will be the best quarterback in the draft. Um, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. If anybody from my average hour league, if you listen to this right now because we had the draft in today and if we're, um, you know, we're coming close to, to 4 o'clock already almost. And then uh, if you listen to it right now, I'm taking Sam Donald today. Yeah, they probably won't get to this until tomorrow. Yeah, well, they're pretty dedicated fans. Yeah, absolutely. people, people, you know, listen, man, amateur, all, all those guys, not for nothing, man. They've been really helpful. Like, like, look, look, Ferg's come to our show twice. You know, like, they, yeah, Tim listens. He was cracking me up what Tim said too about B Ferg when he wrote in the group chat. When he heard it, he goes like, "Wow." A star is born. B. Ferg, all-star podcaster. <laughs> yeah. A star is born. <laughs> That's funny. Another um, an- another uh, dart that I think that is going un- unnoticed mm-hmm. is um, Doug Martin. Um, now, Doug Martin, I know you're going to laugh, but... He's oh, no, not, I am laughing. Yeah, he's not getting drafted in a lot of leagues, but l- listen, Gruden likes him. Gruden likes him a lot, and look, I, I think Marshawn's watched. I know that you like him. I think that by the end of the year, Doug, Doug Martin's going to be involved in that offense. So, look, I mean, he's going fourteen oh seven. He's not being drafted in a lot of leagues. You know, th- throw a flyer out there. Because, look, towards the end of the draft, what are you trying to do? You're trying to catch lightning in a bottle, like how people, you know, caught Kamara last year. You know what I mean? So you're just you're throwing these dart throws. That's exactly what you're doing at so, that point in the draft. So you consider him as like a late round take for like a late round keeper? No, 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 not for a keeper. But I'm saying like, look, if if he pans out, if he ends up being the RB one in that offense, you got him in the in, in the 14th with one of your last picks. I'll make you a big effing bet. He won't be the RB one in that offense. I I'd be willing to take that bet. He's not going to be an RB one in that offense at all. That he won't be the the leading running. You know back what? I'll even I'll even I'll even make it bet. He will not split 50-50 carries with Marshawn Lynch. No, oh no, I'll take that bet. I think look, look Gruden likes him, man. Uh, he's not going to split 50-50 carries in that offense. All right, big F and bet. We'll see. Big F and bet. I should have put big, big F and bet, baby. All right, big F and bet set. Um, another. Like you said you took Adrian Peterson in the tenth, ninth round. I think he should be drafted in all leagues. Yeah. And Without look, question. I mean, look, th- this is what I need from AP. I need him to hold down the fort until Ingram gets back. Last year, he showed some flashes in, in Arizona. And look, I mean, did you have you seen him in preseason? Yeah, he's looking good. He looked good. I mean, is he the AP of old? No, but he's going to get the ball, you know, he's 15, serviceable. 20 times. Yeah. And he's that's very exactly. serviceable. That's, especially on your bench. I think has the potential to be a high flex, low RB2. Absolutely. Low RB2 at best, yeah. I feel. Yeah. And he, and, and, but he has... The talent to prove us wrong. Right. Now, I think this is way... It's not out of the realms of possibility. I just don't think it's likely to happen. But he could be an RB1. Yeah. I strongly doubt he will be. Right. I do not think that... I think, like, the percentages of that happen is low, but he is still AP. Right. Like, if anybody's going mean, to do here's, it... Here's the thing with AP. Like, I mean, physically, he's a freak. 
You know yeah, what I mean? We've yeah. we've seen him come back from like career ending injuries. Well, that's why they that's you why know, they so ended up that's why they ended up taking him because like if they feel like they wanted to add somebody into that backfield to go now, they didn't want to take anybody that they had to work on or had to build. They wanted like they didn't want like a training camp prepare build right. yourself type athlete type right. body. They wanted a ready to go now type body, and right. he's in such great shape. Yeah, that he's like ready to go right now. You don't have to work out on him, and he has right. so much, and not just so much, even his skill set. His mindset with his intelligence yeah. that he could find the holes and knows where to move and his experience in the NFL that right. he could play it, at that know, speed still. So 10, year, 10, 11 year vet. You know what I mean? He's going to pick the, he's going to pick up the offense He's quickly. like, yeah, he's one arg- arguably up there with the candidates as one of the greatest running backs of all time. I don't think he's the greatest running back yeah, of all time. Yeah, he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation. Right? Exactly. He's, he's in, in the, the conversation, conversation of it all. Sure. So it's like, that's, that's so, I I think it's great. Like, you know, like I said, he has. Emmett's the greatest. <laughs> okay. That's a that's a conversation for another day, but yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you shut up. Ain't no um, Giants up there for sure, I can tell you that. Huh? Ain't no Giants up there. Yeah, right. As great as running back of all time? Of course. Who? Huh? Who? Oh, Tiki Barber. Yeah, Tiki Barber, for <laughs> sure. I'll defend it to the day I die. Screw it. Why not? Just being biased about it. Uh, and of course, J- uh, Brandon Jacobs. You ever see him in person? Brandon Jacobs? You ever see him in person? Monster. Oh my God, he's scary. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a, a big dude. Because I'm... I've DJed a party before for Mar Bradshaw's birthday, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at him. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of Mar Bradshaw for the years he played. You know, won a Super Bowl with us. But I'm looking. I'm like, dude, I should be a football player. I'm way taller than you, and I'm bigger than you, just like shoulder width wise. Like, I'm just a bigger yeah. guy than you. I'm, I'm, don't get me you, wrong. You the just guys don't run a four three flex. No, listen. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not in shape at all, and then I'm a shape. I'm not in shape with that old joke. And then like same thing with you know Brad Bradshaw's just in crazy shape, but. Like I'm looking at him like, yo, you're supposed to be like this big running back. Like I'm way bigger than you, man. Yeah, but yeah. but no, but felt you could take him. Yeah, I could, I'm gonna say I could take anybody. Yeah. I don't care. Who so who do you? Um, while we're on the subject, who do you think is the best running back in Giants history? Tiki Barber. Yeah, it's pretty much him. Right? I mean, Brandon Jacobs leads the league in footballs, but I think like the best overall running back has got to be Tiki Barber. Yeah. I'm hoping that Saquon takes that title. Yeah, I'm yeah. But now that we got Saquon, I hope he ends up taking that title. The, the talent's definitely there, man, for sure. Yeah, I hope he ends up taking it. So yeah, so I think Adrian Peterson should definitely be drafted across all all boards. Uh, now somebody else I see being taken a lot, going kind of moving up a bit and a little more talks. I don't know why. I still not confident. What is Jordy Nelson? Uh, I Jordy Nelson. You know, I I think he's washed. Also, you know, like he's. I'm not going to say washed. Um, I know maybe not washed, but I just I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant this year. I. I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant either, to be honest with you. But the main thing is that he was just very Aaron Rodgers dependent. Like I said, when Aaron Rodgers left, his His production dropped. When he got hurt last year, dropped tremendously. And he did great when Aaron Rodgers was there. But guess who still did good with Brent Hundley? Right. Was the Devontae Adams? Still yeah, and good. the thing with um, the thing with that is that you got to look at Aaron Rodgers' game, is you got to look at Derek Carr's game. Like, at, what makes Aaron Rodgers great? Number one, his ability to th- just throw the football. But on top of that, to extend the play, to get out of the pocket, move around in the pocket, extend the play, and then hit hit his man downfield. And you know, he he benefited from that. Yeah. You know, so I I just don't I don't see him as being fantasy relevant this year. Let me ask you something, Charlie. Now, in the fourteenth round, you took Vernon Davis. Yes. Did you do that because of what I told you? That did cross my mind. Nice, <laughs> my did, look, man. We're, we're we're doing this podcast for a reason, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but and also and and I think you may have mentioned this, but he's got the connection with Alex Smith. I did. You know, I so, mentioned that hundred percent. I said if you take Jordan Reed. 
if you I think you should take a backup tight end and two big back three big backup tight ends that I recommended was either Vance McDonald, Ricky Seals Jones, or Vernon Davis going undrafted, who also is was a favorite of him and who also was one of those reasons why Alex Smith does so well with the tight end positions, right? And when he had him That's in San Francisco, and I mean, if there's if there's anyone that you need to you know handcuff, it's it's Jordan Reed. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm happy with running. Give me another late round dart throw for whether keeper, or whatever late round sleeper or dart throw. I got another good one. Um, you yeah, you're not gonna like this. You're not gonna like this, but I don't, uh, I don't like you anyways as it is. That's okay. Most people do. Um, <sighs> Kenny Galladay, Baby Tron. Yeah, I don't like it. I know, I know you're not going to like it. Listen, the, the talent's there. And I know every year was saying that this is the year that he's going to break out. A lot of people, he was everybody's darling last year. But I think that this year he, he puts it together. You know what I mean? And look, talent's there. He's got a great quarterback throwing him the ball that could throw those 50-50 jump balls that he thrives in. So uh, Galladay for me. You know who he is for the, for the Detroit Lions? Same thing? Babytron. He's, no, no, you know, I, know, I know that. I'm saying, but you know who he is also? <laughs> he's there, Eric Ebron. Uh, he's, Every year, do gonna do gonna better. Get, we're going to feed in the ball. You know what else he's like? Ebron was a bust. And that's Kenny well, going to be a bust. Well, the jury's still out on Galladay. You we know who else is another one going to be like that for me? He was a big no-no. And I told Butch yesterday when he took him, I told him it was a big no-no for me. And I talked to him after the draft. Devontae Parker, oh, this is the year. Oh, this is the year. Oh, this is the year. You know yeah. what? And you know what? It's still very early in Kelly Galley's career. Right. But I think that that's exactly how it's going to pan out. Just like Eric Ebron, just like Devontae Parker. Always, oh, this is gonna be the year. This is gonna be the nope, right? But nope, you nope. gotta. Here's the thing, and, I, and I've said it in you know other podcasts. I I bet on talent. You know what I mean? And the the talent's there. So look, I mean, can he be a bust? Absolutely. But look, the guy's six four could jump out of the gym. You know, he's talent's there. He's just got to put it together. Listen, I hear your talent was there with Sammy Watkins too, and you never put it together anywhere, right? Yeah, not even with the Bills, right, Mike? Right. Nope. <laughs> uh, a late sleeper that I. Would throw a dart to would throw a dart at, and not for nothing. Once again, if you listen to this amateur league, I'm more than likely gonna take him today as a keeper. Alfred Morris, Alfred Morris, I'm gonna take him more than likely, depending where I'm at, depending who is there. But I like him late, and I'm in a 14 team league. 14 team league today. You know what? More than likely, I'll even take Alfred Morris. He could possibly emerge as the starter for that team. Yeah, he could. Kyle Shanahan didn't Kyle Shanahan also had him in Washington too when he was Washington. Yeah. Familiar with him, I know. Last year, you know, um, it, you know, he took over ahead of. Uh, come on, you're the Cowboys guy, Rod Smith. No, 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 not Rod Smith. Uh, Darren McFadden. No, Darren McFadden was three on the Dutch draft last but year, but he was supposed to be the guy. But then it ended up being uh, Alfred Morris. Morris, yeah. So, but it's like he still shows that he could, and you know what it is? He's never hurt. He's always consistently there. Jeremy McKinnon's already hurt, and he's kind of. Shine in preseason a bit. Yeah, yeah. Alfred Morris. No, he's good. I mean, look, the ta- the talent's there. I mean, look, he's got you know, c- you know, a sixteen hundred yard season under his belt. You he's got I mean? so yeah. He's yeah, got yeah, talent he's... to be a strong flex player. Yeah. I think I think high flex is his ceiling. Mm-hmm. Which still, that, that's great to take in, especially in a fourteen team league. Like I'm in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, he's not he's not even being drafted in a lot of leagues. Now, if he ends up being like an RB two, yeah, which I don't think it's going to happen. You got a ton of value, and I take him as my keeper. Yeah, you got a ton in of a fourteen value. team league. Yeah, absolutely. Not mad at that at all. And in a Kyle, in a Kyle so. Shanahan offense to have a good running back, I think it, I think that's fine. And uh, like I said, I just I just think Alfred Morris could possibly. I don't. I think it's still gonna be Jerry McKinnon. They paid him all that money. Yeah, 
Yeah. But if, if he's going to, I mean, Jarek McKinnon is going to get every opportunity. But, I mean, look. It's his job to lose. It's his job to lose. But the thing with him is, is he built to take to take on that big workload? I think, you know, Butch may have spoke about this I, when I he did, was on the podcast. I did too. Oh, in the, did. I, did, I did too in the very, in the very first podcast. I mentioned yeah. That. So, I, I mean, look, it's, it's, um, it remains to be seen, but he's going to get every opportunity too. You know, so I, we'll, we'll see. I had him in my buy and beware list for our very first podcast, and I said that he's never had more. Then 160 carries in a single season, and then you're asking him now to be the you know the bell cow of this team, Jerick McKinnon. That's why I don't like Jerick McKinnon. I don't I don't like taking him. You know, like like I said, Demarco Murray last year didn't have a good year, mm-hmm. and he had more fancy points than Jerick McKinnon. You know, and, right. and and it's just it's he's for where he's going. I just I don't I don't know I don't I don't like him at all. And he was just ter- he was the dead oh he was dead last where I have it written down here oh dead last in yards per carry and second last in yards after contact. Right. Right. But you know he's also he's also one of those players that you know once or twice a year he's going to take a screen pass to the house you know for, for and time, once you know twice I mean? a year is not going to win your whole season no no of course but I'm just saying he's you know he's I I wouldn't say he's boom or bust but he's gonna he's gonna be on the field you know to to start the season at the very least so let's see what but happens but I'm reading that it's possible that Alfred Morris could could be take the touches starter. from him yeah not touches he could be the starter in week one I doubt it mm. I doubt it I doubt it I'm just saying what I read that that's the possibility yeah. i don't think that's what's going to happen well look i mean look you know what head coaches are doing this time of year they're they're you know they're playing poker right now you yeah. know so we'll see they're all being bill belichick yeah another guy i think you should take last round off another two is tyler lockett is another one i think you should take because of the fact that now i'm a doug baldwin fan i like him i don't love him i like him as my wide receiver too yeah. and i'm not, i want to say my wide receiver one like players who are going around him like guys like larry fitzgerald i like him more as a wide receiver one, as opposed to Doug Baldwin, I think Larry Fitzgerald has more talent to be a wide receiver one than Doug yeah, Baldwin be a wide receiver safer. one. Safer, maybe Baldwin has a you know a little bit of a bigger ceiling, so, but um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. But Doug Baldwin, he's hurt. Yeah, he's gonna play week one. Mm-hmm. What he's saying now, he's talking about like him not being hundred percent. And I think at the end of the day, what they're all talking about his injury is that. It's going to be a concern throughout the rest of the year. It's not going to prevent him from playing. It's not going to stop him from playing, but it's going to be a concern. It's like giving you a heads up. Hey, listen, I'm not nagging. 100%. It's going to be hurt, and there are going to be times maybe that he might not play. Tyler Lockett just got his extension right. with the Seahawks. So I think they believe in trusting Tyler Lockett enough to, you know, he's the wide receiver to elite. Like I said, you know, without Jimmy Graham, with, with you know, with um, Doug Baldwin having the problems that he's having, you know, like that, which could be a problem. It's not a problem right now. It just could be a problem in the future. He's a, he's a tough guy though. He he plays through. Injuries. Yeah, no, I I, I he wants to play. He loves to play, but yeah. I still it's it's if he's not clear to play for whatever reason, he's not going to. So it's just that it just always just a heads up to be wary that he could have a problem with it. Stefania yeah. Bell was mentioning it also on her on with with the fantasy focus she was talking about, and I trust what Stefania Bell says when it comes to injuries. So I like Tyler Lockett that in case anything happens to Doug Baller because he's dropped a little bit more in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Because of this nagging injury that he's had, so I like Tyler Lockett more, especially very, very late to emerge to possibly yeah. be the wide receiver one no, on I that mean, team look, with someone, a good quarterback like Russell Wilson. Someone's got to take you know the pressure off of Baldwin. I mean, look, you know, I, I said it before the injury, and I'm not gonna, you know, you know, I'm not, I still believe that he, there's a chance that he could lead the league in targets. Uh, but I mean, look, he can't get all the targets. You know what I mean? Somebody's got to take the pressure off. So yeah, I'm not mad at that that Lockett call whatsoever. Yeah, Lockett's another late round guy. You got any other late round guys you want to mention? Talk about? Uh, no, I think we we covered. I, I mean, cover all of them. Not all of them, but the ones that were on my radar. Uh, another really late. I get um, also about handcuffs. It's important to start taking your handcuffs. I feel. Uh, you know, obviously the, the the main handcuffs like John Kelly, you know, James Conner, like especially the the lockout. Those first two guys, like those there are the is, handcuffs. There is actually someone else, but go ahead. 
Go ahead, go ahead, mention. Go ahead, talk. So, uh, Keelan Cole. Yeah. Keelan, Keelan Cole, it looks like he's emerging as the number one receiver in that offense. Um, and he's going like right around the 10th round. Now, you know, little preview for, for week one daily. He's going to be the n- most popular player on daily week one. Mm-hmm. He's almost like mid-salary, and he's going to have a ton of ownership in in tournaments. That may be a good reason to fade him, actually, but we'll get into that next week when we do our week one preview. But, um, look, someone's got to catch the ball in that offense. I mean, you know, a lot of people are saying D.D. Westbrook. I'm, I'm not big on Westbrook. So, Cole, he could be, you know, he could be a flyer in the, in the 10th round. I'm not big on that whole offense in general. Yeah. Not for nothing. They're, they're I, a run first, second, third offense. I think they're in a similar, not very much, just like the Bills and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Now, there's differences in a couple of them, but the main similarity that they all have is the lack of wide receivers. Right. That's what I mean in a similar offense. In well, a, in pro- sim- proven wide receivers. Huh? Proven wide receivers. Well, Kelvin Benjamin has been kind of a proven wide receiver, but he's still not all that great. Injuries. Injuries can't stay on the field, but he's still. But he's when he's on the field, he does good. But the thing is, so like they all three of them don't. All three of those teams don't have a great wide receiver core, but they all have good running backs. Now, of course, Zeke is just the better one out of all of them, and Zeke has the best offensive line. Even though the offensive line is a little banged up now, especially that you guys lost uh, Frederick. Yeah, but um, it's still like they all have. And the quarterbacks, whatever, like Josh Allen's yet to be seen what's coming out of him. You know, I don't trust Blake Bortles at all, and uh. Dak. Dak is is puts up fantasy points with his legs. Yeah. That's what he does. He puts up fantasy points with his legs. Fantasy points, I mean. And remember, like, last year he had six touchdowns. He was the only other running back besides Cam Newton to do that two years back-to-back. He's not going to do that a third year in a row. I really don't yeah. think that. And not even that. Four of those last year came from 10 or more yards. You right. know, it's hard for anybody, even a running back, to score a touchdown from 10 or more yards. Yeah. So he did that four times, what I'm saying. So it's it's... I don't expect him to do that again. You can't say that you could expect him to do that again. I'm not. I'm not saying I could expect it, but I wouldn't be shocked if it happens. You, you know what I mean? Like he's, I'd be a I mean, little look, shocked because it's it's it's, it's hard he's for a any, young mobile quarterback. So you're telling me if he scores again six touchdowns and four of those touchdowns come from ten or more yards? You, oh, okay, yeah, I see that. It's not easy to expect. That's a yeah, lot to you do. Gotta say, like once they get inside the twenty, they they run that option with Zeke a lot. No, I hear you, but I'm just you saying know, it's so, hard to do that. It's it's no, kind of shocking it, to repeat that because, like I said, he's sure. done it because only one other quarterback, and this is like talking about all these other quarterbacks, like Michael Vick's running, and they never even like ran for six touchdowns twice back-to-back. When right. Cam Newton is on that, and now Dak Prescott's done that. He's not yeah, going to do that for you a know, third year. There might be like one or two sneaks that he gets in there because he's right. a big but dude. But not six you touchdowns. Know? No. Well, look. Well, to do that three years in a row is shocking. You can't yeah. say it. Now, listen, if he has to do that, oh, my God, that's great. That's fantastic. Right. It's shocking to do that. You can't say for a quarterback for three years in a row to score at least six rushing touchdowns. That's shocking. Yeah, no, I mean, look, his history agrees with you, but if you tell me that Dak scored six rushing touchdowns this year, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would. Yeah. For you to do that three years in a row, that would surprise me. Right. I think that surprised anybody. That would surprise all NFL. That would yeah, surprise any got, professional gotta, NFL quarterbacks. Anybody. Now, anybody would be surprised if a quarterback could do that three years in a row. Right. Well, so, somebody's got to do it, right? No. Why not? You don't Why have not to. Why not be Dak? Anyways, but the point was I was trying to make before about uh, when you said about like uh, D- talking about Keenan Cole and yeah. D.D. Westbrook is this, that, you know, like you said, someone's got to catch it out of there. That's why we like Kelvin Benjamin. That's why we like Alan Hearns. That's why you kind of like Keenan Cole. I, I like D.D. Westbrook, too, for going late round, stuff like yeah. that. But that's because of the fact that they don't have a great wide receiver core, but somebody has to do more work besides their running backs. Yeah. Because they all have good running backs. They're all in the same situation. Yeah, so and I'm, I'm just not a fan of Bortles. I, I think Bortles is trash, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, I do too. I don't like Bortles. I mean, yeah. he's better than but, us. I mean, look, he's um, he was a game away from the Super Bowl last year, and yeah. they they're projected to be right there again this year. I don't think that's gonna happen. You don't you don't think Jacksonville? I think the defense good? is gonna keep them up enough. I just lights out. I don't think I don't think their offense is gonna be doing enough to get them. People were saying the same thing last year, though. You know, and and they made it to the AFC Championship. Yeah, but at least you know, I I still I don't know. At least you had more on paper. You had more. Well, what's the old adjective in football? Defense and a running game. No, I get I, I, I get it. But I'm just saying, I just at least on paper, it's just yeah different. Uh, another late round person that I think that people should definitely take, uh, Corey Clement. Also, if you're looking to handcuff with JHI, JHI, I feel is going to get the workload of that team. I think he's going to have a very successful year. I think he's going to be a very, very, very strong RB two. With yeah. a low RB1, very low RB1, but a mid to high RB2, I think it's going to be consistently throughout the year. I love J.H.I. this year, but Corey Clement is going to be involved in the passing game, going to be involved also by the goal line with the passing touchdowns, mm-hmm. and he's going to also your handcuff to J.H.I. He's still, he's, it's not going to be a 50-50 split, but I think it's going to be more like a 60-40 type of split in a sense. You know, like J.H.I. is probably going to get more or less about 15 to almost, you know what, like Kamara and Ingram. Right. Kind of like workload between them. Mm-hmm. Only Corey Clement's not going to put up Ingram numbers, but Ajay is not right, going to put up. He's going to play that role in the offense. Ajay is going to play a bigger role than right. he, yeah. So and then yes, and then uh, so Corey Clement I think is a big one to pick. Yeah, another guy actually um, that is sticking out in the late round picks that you could sort of throw a dart on, and that's only this is only because um, you know the lead back is coming off a, a major injury, so we don't know how he's going to shape up. Is uh, Latavius Murray? Latavius Murray going you know in the eleventh round. Uh, Dalvin Cook coming off uh, you know major knee injury. He looks like he's all the way back, but um, from everything that I'm reading, they're going to ease him in. They're not going to just throw him in you know 20, 25 carries. So you know Latavius Murray could you know I'm, look. Am I saying start Latavius Murray? No, but no, he could not. he he could stream him in the right you know situation, the right matchup. Dalvin Cook's been dropping for me a little bit. My yeah, he's dropped. And one that's big, why that's why I said that. W- yeah, uh, one big reason why is for the fact of because of his. Um, of his of his offensive line is it, it was pretty yeah, good banged up it's been banged up they just uh, who, somebody from the giants they just signed for the giants pass offensive line and it's not like the giants offensive line yeah, was any yeah. good at all you know what i mean yeah, exactly. so if you're telling me oh we just signed this guy from the giants oh you made it worse your yeah. offensive line you just you, you signed anybody for the giants that last year you end up making it worse uh let me see how many other guys get mike can i get wait, how much time we got left here well like, like two minutes all right, so we'll get, we'll, get, we'll, get, you know, we'll get two more guys. You get one more guy, and I'll get one more guy. Go ahead. Get me one right. more guy. So uh, another one is, uh, and I spoke about him earlier, Bilal Powell. Um, right. Yeah, I think, very much. I think We're agreeing that, too much on the show. I don't like the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's going 10-10. Uh, I wouldn't mind throwing him a dart. As much as he's going to be involved in that passing game, again, you know, young, inexperienced quarterback, um, you know, his, fa- his best friend is going to be that back that could catch passes out of the backfield. Um, I think Bilal Powell, you know, in 11th round, you could do a lot worse than him. I agree 100%. Um, I like Bilal Powell, like, also really, really late for the way he's going. Another guy that I like, so some guys that I like, just to give you a quick do I like also really late. Kenny Stills, I like very, very late. All right. Kenny Stills last, last night went to our draft as the 11th overall. And I like him very late because I guess for the same notion that when we mentioned about, you know, the Jaguars or the Cowboys, Ryan Tannehill's got to throw it to somebody. He's got to throw it to somebody. Yeah. And I think Tenny, Kenny, now, I don't think Kenny Stills has the talent to be like us, you know, the number one wide receiver, just like Alan Hearns doesn't, in a sense, but he's there. Kenny Stills is there, and he's the number one wide receiver on that offense. Yeah. And he's at, what, what he has biggest more than anything is speed. His average ADP of 9.12. I think it's a little bit high for him, but anywhere around the 10th round, that's fine. Yeah. You know, like, 
I like Kenny Stills to take there. Uh, and then one more guy, Devontae Parker, do not draft, do not draft, do not draft. Stay away from Devontae Parker. You want him, but you know what? Don't get mad at me. Blame yourself for it after. Uh, Rashad Matthews was clearly the play. He was on the pup list, uh, you know, the physically unable to perform list. He's clearly the play. He's another really late round pick, and I also got mad at Butch for taking him from me because I wanted to add him as my wide receiver bench on my team, and Butch ended up getting him in the 12th round. So Rashad Matthews is a really smart pick to take extremely late as well because Corey Davis has been hurt for a long time. Now he's healthy, but I also don't trust Corey Davis, that's just me, and I could be wrong. And one more for you, Charlie. Go ahead. I got one more. Uh, DJ Moore out of Carolina. Uh, yes. I think he's going to be you know, the best out of this uh, receiver class of this last year's draft. Uh, he's really dynamic when he gets the ball in his hands. Um, and I think he's going to get opportunities in that offense. Uh, so DJ Moore going uh, average ADP of 11.08. So, look, dart throw at that point. Um, I'm not mad at DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore I like a lot. And it's... it's I think fantasy-wise, he's going to be better than Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is the better talent, but fantasy-wise, I think DJ Moore's going to put him more work. And last one, then that out, just another one real quick. This guy's always hurt, but his talent's up there, and he's like another Jordan. He's like a poor man's Jordan Reed because he has so much talent. But if he ends up, which I don't believe, there's nothing to tell me that's going to be end up being healthy, and if he's not healthy, but if he's in the keeper league and you take him in the 15th round, which he went last, last night in our draft, he ended up doing good, Tyler Eifert. I wouldn't be happy with taking him. Don't take him as your as your wide, tight end they're one. They're saying he's healthy. They, they we'll, say we'll that, they we'll say that every year, yeah. and I think every year is going to be the same thing. They're going to be hurt. He's, but if he's healthy, he's a monster. Listen, if you're paying a 15 round pick for him, yeah, what are you really going to lose? Yeah, and and if he ends up killing for some reason, because yeah. I remember my boy Bobby Smina took him one time really really late. He ended up killing for some reason. So whatever it is, it's fine. Yeah, uh, Mike, you want to set up the outro music for us and start playing it out? And so yeah, I mean Tyler Eifert's a great one to pick, and. That's pretty much all we got for the show today, right? That's it. That's our draft review show. That's our draft review show within a late night, uh, last round, dark picks and everything like that. Once again, party people, this is it. This is the final week. Come next Thursday. We are giving away that Le'Veon Bell jersey. I'm going to remind you all, follow us on Instagram, at PFB Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Podcast BFB. Do what you can. Subscribe to us. Rate us. Comment us. Do whatever you can to get yourself known, to get yourself your last minute chances with Le'Veon Bell jersey. Draft week is here. Hit us up anytime for any late mouth draft questions. Charlie wants to say goodbye to the party people. People, it's uh, week one is here. Let's do it. Hero. Let's, let's do this, Brutus Party. People, we'll see you on this side of the other. Peace. Peace.